Hello, I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast, eventually. Yeah. Um, so here's what happened. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Jen was out of town, and so we couldn't record. And then last week, uh, we were just unable to do it. We had... Uh, what was last week? Well, we were watching a friend's uh, oh, children, yeah. and so we weren't uh, able to... Uh, watch it on time quite on time and weren't able to record on time so sorry about that uh i think the rest of the oh my gosh i was about to say quarter oh no yeah exactly this is what's happening to me we the are rest- dedicated we love the show we yeah. want to record but life sorry gets in the for way the and- slow start yeah uh but the rest of the season should be okay as far as i can tell um but uh i think I think there might be a Wednesday uh There's at thing. least one more thing. Okay. Well, I'll say this. If we miss a Wednesday, we will at least try to record on Thursday or Friday. We yeah. Don't. No more waiting until the whole next week. Right. That is that is something that uh, is very easy to do. Uh, as listeners know, this is not necessarily my primary podcast, nor is it even my secondary podcast. It's just for funsies. Right. And so uh, that means that when life happens uh it's this tends to get pushed to the side and so uh anyway but we're here now and we are going to get into this episode but first is there anything from the last two weeks that really jumped out at you uh we're not going to necessarily go over everything but uh any moments or any big plays or any developments that that really struck you I think it was good that they did two people in the first episode. Yeah. I think that would have been kind of slow Yeah, otherwise. And judging from the swap in the second episode and all of these twists in the third, I'm excited looking forward. I think they're going to change things up literally every episode. I had a thought about that double episode that double vote off in the first episode um or the the two tribals i mean um is because i remember thinking like why would they do that they've got this uh, a pretty solid cast why would they get rid of two people immediately and then i thought the cast might be too good where it's it's almost like a like a band having an album where every song in it is like the big ballad sometimes you need a couple songs that are a little bit downbeat but no what you don't think so no here's my thing is that with a double vote off you can either get rid of some dead weight because not everybody is a game changer regardless of how much they assure us they are right or you get rid of a couple of big people and it makes room for some other people to uh establish themselves tony was such a big personality i call him dead weight along with sierra you think Tony was dead weight in oh what my, sense? You running around through the bush going la, 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 is not Did going to work. Did he do that work. this time? Yes. The second they landed on their Oh, that's right. That's right. Beach. And Malcolm was like, "What the f, man? But, You're not doing anything normal here." But you and I it's have very little work. You and I have very little patience for quote-unquote good TV. Uh, and Tony from a producer's standpoint, is good TV. But he's also... From a gameplay sta- standpoint, dead weight. He's a boring vote-off. I feel like if he... Not merely because of how it turned out, but even before the episode started, I thought, like, either Tony or Sandra is going to go first. With possibly... With, with Suri in there, And maybe. that predictability means it was a boring vote-off. So they had to double it up. That's dead weight from a producer's standpoint. It became interesting simply because it was either one or the other, and it was it was tough. I didn't really want either of them to stay. Why is Sandra still there? We are four votes in now. If she catching doesn't us up. get voted off top shelf, like top row yeah. of the reunion, I'm going to die a slow death. This is like Anna Maria all over again. Uh, wait, no, hang on. Abby, Lucia, Abby, no. Abby Maria, <laughs> you're thinking, you're thinking of, you're thinking of, An- you're thinking of Anna, Anna Lucia from Lost, <laughs> yeah. who I also did not care for, right. and Abby Maria from uh, a couple of, she was in, she, did she do three seasons or just two? I don't remember. Anyway, Let's too many, try not too many, to remember. um, but no, and, and I think it was either Malcolm or JT, I think it was Malcolm who said, the longer she stays in, 
yeah, the more dangerous she is, which is interesting because the longer she stays in, the more everyone is targeting like big threats. Like, oh my gosh, Culpepper's, you know, if let's say they get seven or eight episodes in, it's like, oh my gosh, Culpepper's still around. Um, JT's still around. These big threats, we got to really go for them. Ozzy. Ozzy. Oh yeah, exactly. And so the easier it is to think like, oh, we'll get her next time. But that's the problem is that's why she makes it four votes in is because everyone thinks, well, we have time to get her. I get that. But she is also doing a drastically different strategy than her previous two. Yeah. Well, I don't think she can do her previous two anymore. She's sort of doing it, but she's being a lot more open about it. I think she should. I think that she should just shut up and let, let it roll. I think she's falling. I think she's sort of falling into that, but she did do an interesting thing that I think I like. I like it if it was if someone else did it. I don't like when she does yeah, anything no. right. The answer is no. I but, don't like whatever about you're about to say. Okay, well, listen to what I'm about to say, and then you can decide. It's not your opinion that I'm disagreeing with. It's how terrible she is. It's she did a very good job. Okay, so let's compare. Let's jump to the the tribal. Okay, let's compare how the two different tribes treated their outsiders. Sure. Brad and his tribe made Haley feel threatened and scared. Yeah. Sandra and other people, but she was the clearly the ringleader. The the ringleader. She said, "We're fine," and like, and said it not in a threatening way, as in like a solidarity. Like, there's nobody on the outside, and I forget. I think she's the one who said, "Yeah, he used to be close with you." Like, she is. It's a way of reassuring someone that, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't distrust you at all. And I feel like it's a. If she's going to, if she's putting herself in a leadership position. It's at least not an in, one based on intimidation. It's more solidarity. But of course, now that things I'm, haven't gone her way, I think we'll start to see the other thing. I'm fine with all of that. However, putting herself in a leadership position at all is not a good strategy for her. Also, just if you're going to be a leader, don't continue to call yourself the queen. Doing it in um, confessionals sure. is one thing. But she's doing it at tribal left and right in front of her tribe mates left and right. And this is not the Sandra strategy. It isn't. She's being Russell yeah. a little bit in that moment. And yet somehow you and I are more okay with <laughs> so it true. when it's him. But yeah, it's Oh, I'm just, 100% okay with it. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. If I'm somebody that voted Tony out and then she, as he's leaving, she says, yeah, the queen stays the queen. I think, right. huh. So I guess am I just uh, one of her subjects? Yeah. I think we voted out the wrong person. Let's get her out next time. It um, reminds me of the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Just. I feel like she might say off with his head at some point about somebody. She seems like the type. Right. Exactly. But you know what? <sighs> I'm going to feel so. I mean, I'm angry now. I'm anticipating anticipatory yes i'm anticipatory in my anger they're like she's gonna be around for like three more episodes at least if she makes it past the merge i'm right because i think that she's doing dumb things but other people are doing worse things that's the thing yeah that's what she that is how she can do well her first season no one knew who she was and she just kind of sat back the second season it's she's in the midst of big players and, and they're all doing pointing big out stuff. Russell's things was her strategy then. So maybe this is similar. Yeah. Being Pro- more vocal, pointing out other players mistakes. Problem is she got out Tony who was like Russell. She could have kept him around as a shield for a long time. I don't think Tony's like Russell at all. He's big. He's overbearing. Just, he is a, he's not quiet at all. Um, no, and he's he, not a bully and he's not a manipulator. We have very different opinions on Tony. I think he's I don't absolutely know how that man won. By bullying people and, and definitely manipulating people. He manipulated Wu into I think voting. anyone can manipulate Wu. No, as we saw his second time, think, he stood up to people. Yes, second time. Great. Oh yeah, first time, yeah. Oh yeah. No question. No question. Everyone manipulate I think you know, Ty this season is like, last time I played with my heart, I'm not doing that this time. Your first time around is just different. Yeah. 
even the way Malcolm's playing is very every, every literally every single time. Yeah. Everyone is different, even when you're crazy. Apparently, Debbie is going to lose her ish. She yeah. didn't quite ever lose it the first time. Yeah, now she's really going after. You just don't care the second time. Yeah, you and can't yet, hold it in because you kind of know what's going on. But what's what can be fun for the viewer is that you know there are the people that I really didn't like when I first saw them play, but then they adapt. And I think Culpepper's doing okay. Oh yeah, he's doing great. He's working things out. Um, I think it was probably just too much to have his wife out there. I think so. And then he was able to sit back and watch as she made it all the way to the end. Right. And he said early on, he said, you know, WWMD. Yeah. You know, uh, what would Monica do? And I just, I think it's kind of awesome that a guy who could be seen as sort of a tough guy. Uh, and very macho of like yeah. my way because I'm the man of the household right. is saying, no, I'm going to do what my wife did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's the thing. He's not, he's still much more of a leader than she was, but he definitely, I don't know. He just, uh, I don't think he's necessarily doing what Monica did, but I think no. he's definitely learning from his past mistakes. He's carrying himself very differently. He really is. He does seem more humble mm-hmm. this time around. Um, and then I think it's just your castmates though, too, that there, there's not a lot of recovery after day one, two or three, if they have pegged you as one thing yeah Yeah. um and you had people you know last time that were that were calling him out in front of everybody like right was it jervis's niece that literally said you know f you brad culpepper in front of everyone like right you can't really i think he didn't you can't come back from that right that much um even if even if the person calling you out is irrational everyone is thinking like yeah, what is it with that guy? Right. Um, but I think he's doing a, a much better job. He's definitely a leader, but a very, but the one, aside from how they dealt with Haley at Tribal, which I didn't like, um, I don't know. And he clearly was sort of able to get into JT's head enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not this Tribal, then in general. It's like a jury from the beginning, like in the social network when um, Rashida Jones says, you know, mm-hmm. what if hypothetically we asked you, you got put on the stand and we asked you, why weren't you at that party where the coke got revealed? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Now we've asked the question. It's already in people's heads. Yeah. Same thing. You can just plant ideas early on. Yeah. And we don't have, we don't have anybody planting any ideas about him. Right. Um, Other than he's a physical threat, which yeah, you don't really even have to say. Right. I mean, when he pulls out that uh, win that was um, crazy you know which is and i felt bad for troyzan because he was doing really well and then just you know those last couple you know bottles or whatever it is that they're trying to knock down like ugh, they can just be so elusive um but yeah it's is there it's anybody else thing. that is standing out to you as oh i wouldn't have paid attention to them before um who we got name some people well, that's the thing. You know, there are the people Who's that made stand an out impression. anyway. Um, I mean, Troyzan made an impression last time. I, I never love really, him. I didn't really respond to him that well the first time, but I like, I'm no, rooting I for did. him now. Yeah. Um, there's an underdog quality to him. I was happy he got a, an idol and that he didn't have to use it today. That's right. I forgot he got an idol. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I think I'm just enjoying the people that I. I'm continuing to enjoy the people that I knew I would. Like Varner's amazing. Oh, what he did in the in the immunity challenge, he took part in both parts, and he knocked. He did great the first time. Right. If he had just been like, I this this uh, ball thing just isn't for me. Let somebody else lose. Yeah. You know. Um, but at the same time, you could be the hero. Or you can lose it all. Like I just, I I think when you, but when you're, you know, when they have to go over the wall and get the snake back over and he was just more dead weight. Yeah. So when you see a challenge where it's not, there are elements where it's not physical and you could jump in. That's true. It's not even a puzzle to be solved. You can see the entire board. Yeah. I can see why he would do that too, but it is early and you just stay, stay out of it early. Yeah, he 
he could actually adopt Sandra's old strategy yes. and do fine. Yes. Somebody Anybody like him or me. any or any of these smaller, lesser known players like Sarah or Haley, although mm. Haley now is more vocal and so I don't think she can recede into the background. Um, I Zeke, think she could Zeke if they could swapped again in the right way. Yeah, I think so. Zeke could because they don't know him. Right. Michaela cannot. She can't. <laughs> no, she's not a background person. Um, I think Andrea could still, even though she's played quite a few times. Yeah, this is her third time. People saw her as a threat both times before this, but I think she has she's an adaptability. Midst, yeah, and she's in the midst of higher profile players, maybe mm -hmm. not even better players, but higher profile players. And so it's just like, I just got to keep my mouth shut. It, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the final six are all people that. They're not going to all be that, that kind of player. But no, I don't three think and so. Three. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm, it's I am going to be a weird mix. I feel like these first few episodes actually haven't been that exciting. I mean, obviously the, the tribal this time around was crazy, but I don't think I like the type of crazy it was. I don't really like chaos that much. Well, I, I enjoy chaos. However, they just, the producers put the players in the position of having to do what they would do at camp in the midst of tribal right. and watching Jeff sit there and do nothing and just balk at the situation yeah. isn't actually that interesting either. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is they're, they're whispering, which means we can't hear them at camp. If they're talking to each other, we can hear, the, hear what they're saying. It. Whereas we're not hearing Jeff say anything. We're just witnessing people. And yeah, it's exciting, but it's at the same time for like half a minute, which is obviously why they right. edit it to, 30 seconds sure. at best, but I don't know. I just don't think it's a thing I want them to do again. I do like that they're changing cha game changers and they yeah. are as producers being game changers. Now I think that's good yeah. in a season with people who have played four times. Yeah. It's going to get really boring really quick. If they just let them do the normal split, the votes, yeah. normal tribals, one team loses. We yeah. don't swap. I think they're they're pulling out all the things that they need to. They even moved where idols were, you know. Or I was reading something online before we started recording. Mm -hmm. Somebody suggested that like maybe there are several clues at every camp, and like Ty one. happened to get the one where the idol was at camp. Or they thought mm, this bit, this giant no. tribal will be a yeah. lot more interesting if there's an idol yeah. at camp. I one hundred percent think yeah. that some producer went and hit it. They hit it on the group that had what was it five to six? Yes. So it's like oh, let's give the people who have one less person, let or one fewer person. Does anyone on people. the tribe of six have the idol? No. So, there's only one idol out there now, and that and Troyzan has it, and he wasn't out there. I bet all three camps have one. Oh, undoubtedly. I'm surprised. I just bet they would. They buried it so that they put out a clue. Yeah. Quickly and easily. Yeah. If needed after, because no one got the clue for it being at the challenge. Right. So then they put out a clue for the one at camp. Yeah. I'm sure all three have it because they don't know who's going to win or lose. They don't orchestrate things that much. They don't just put the one on the tribe of five. I'm not, I, I'll be honest, I'm not super thrilled with how much they're orchestrating it now. I do like the idea of them changing things up, maybe even every episode. Absolutely. Um, but when you're starting, when it's, when it's, oh, let's do this so that this last tribal is going to be super, you know, could potentially be super exciting. I'm not thrilled with it either because I, I don't feel satisfied with Malcolm going home and not because I like him and didn't want to see him go home. You just right. think, wait, what just happened? Is this what everyone wanted to happen? Was this smart gameplay? Or was it just mass chaos and confusion? I think, honestly, th there's something to be said for editing and setting up the possibility of somebody leaving. They set up Sierra. They set up Sandra. Culpepper, maybe a little bit. Um, they didn't really set up Malcolm. And I would have been fine with he maybe... He did himself a little... He, was he did himself. On the hammock, thinking, "Who do you think they're going to target?" To JT, saying that to JT, and then he was like, "I." It could be me. It could be me. Yeah, but I don't think so. And I feel like 
there probably were a couple other instances either on the other camp or theirs. I just, when it's completely out of the blue, which I recognize it's chaotic tribal, so that'll happen. But when it's completely out of the blue, I don't have time to anticipate. We literally had no idea. Like once right. Sierra, her name doesn't matter anymore. So everyone's just waiting to see what name comes up. And if it was almost anybody's name except Sandra, it was going to be a bummer. Right. Just because, I don't know, now it's, oh, I guess I have to deal with Because who are the now. other five? Michaela, JT. Varner. Varner. Malcolm. Oh, Aubrey. Yeah. Yeah, it, that would have sucked, literally. Yeah. Five out of those six options suck. Yeah. I love all of those people. I'm interested. So why can't those five get together and respect? Well, they they were, I think. No, if a single one of them had said, we want to vote out Sandra to the other Oh, that, people, that level of smart. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I feel like JT and Malcolm are both pretty influential. And, and I that feel brings like, us to JT and just what the heck happened. I think it has been, and I'm not the first person to say this, but I think this tribal and and what he did, which I don't think he did with any malicious purposes, but frankly, if he did, if he'd done it with malice, then I would actually have more faith in him as a player. I think it's very clear that he needs Steven or someone like Steven. Yeah. Yeah. And he just lost his. Yes. And that's going to be a bummer. I really think Malcolm was similar to Steven. Yeah. Like he was much more of a physical player, obviously. Right. Um, and he, you know, he was more charming in his own right, which Steven was not. But he's also sure. more but very strategic, strategic. Than, than JT ever was. JT can be manipulative, but mm-hmm. whenever he tries to be strategic, it just doesn't. Sometimes it works out well, but I, but it's when you see. It seems more like a fluke when it does. Yeah. And so, and it's frustrating. I went, I went into this episode, the last few episodes being really excited for JT and really hoping that he could turn things around and he still could, Mm -hmm. but something like this. Now everyone on his tribe is mad at him and he was the outsider anyway. It looked like he was trying to get in good with Culpepper. So if they lose, I feel like there's nothing to keep Sandra and everybody else from going after him. Right. He's a winner. So that's already a good excuse. Right. You know. So I feel like I don't necessarily think that he's up against up against it. I definitely think he's in much worse standing yeah. than he was before. So just to break it down, what we thought, what did we say after the episode was over? You know, I said, why didn't he say? Let's see. Because he had essentially told Brad, who he yeah. had an, uh, an alliance with, or he was at yeah. least close with before. He he basically said, everyone's voting for Sierra. Yeah. And that way, Ty knew who to give the idol to. Right. Which he wasn't thinking about. No, he. I think he was going to give it to Brad, and then Brad like shook his head and like. No, which to JT Sierra. wasn't thinking about when he said it. Oh right, yeah, no. You're bringing in a whole other element. I Sorry. just mean why? You know why did JT tell him that? But. I think it was to say, hey, man, they're not going for you. You're safe. Yeah, I think it's to reassure his... His alliance. His alliance. And as if to say, hey, look, I'm sorry that one of your people is going home, but don't worry, it's not you. You and I are still good, right? Right. I think it's that. Right. Um, And it's just... uh, And I think he probably thought... Which is unfortunate because if he had just kept his mouth shut, Ty would have probably given... The idol to Culpepper. Yeah. And it would have all worked out yeah. in both of their favors. Yeah. Yeah, it really mm. screwed things up. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that Ty used his idol well. Not merely because, but like the minute he found it, he said, hey, look, I know we're on the outs. Look what I have. This yeah. is ours. Yeah. Um, and he didn't share it with Haley, with it, which I think was smart. And yeah. Right, unless JT walks over to Culpepper and says, we want to get Sandra out, let's do it. Yeah. I don't see what else you need to talk about. Yeah, that was the thing, is that he, JT knew that his tribe of six, we're all sticking together. Yeah. Like, he knew that. Yeah. And yet he somehow assumed that 
his old uh, his old alliance with Culpepper was still as valid. Well, here's the other thing. If you're JT and you walk into this tribal, you think my tribe isn't voting for me. They need my vote. Yeah. The other tribe isn't voting for me. They're my tribe. Right. So that's where you shut up and you just vote. But that's, that's a, that's an everybody but me. That's a Suri. That's a Sandra attitude. And that's not who JT is. But when you're one out of six, you're the only guy. It should be everybody but you. This vote, it should be everybody but you. Any vote until y'all switch again. Yeah. At least. Which will probably come up. They're going to have to consolidate soon. Keep your head down and just vote. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a bad move. I'd be so happy and confident walking into that tribal if I were him. Why did he feel the need to to say or do anything about it? I think, honestly, if everything had gone the way that it had gone, if it had not been quite as crazy as it was, if there had only been a little bit of whispering, as opposed to literally everybody standing up and saying stuff to each other, then I think... Or was he one of the the first that walked over? Yeah, so I guess he instigated it. He and and I think it was Haley. Then she walked over to Sandra. Yeah, and I, I think, think they the they first. kicked it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. so and that was that was a, a bad call. And so I think he did that, and then probably just flipped out because I think at some point wasn't didn't he and Culpepper talk about Sandra just for a moment? It's hard to know exactly how in depth any of these conversations were. Exactly. But, but while the two groups were talking, they were also in the back closer to the torches talking again. Yeah. It's clear that the whispering happened for a while. Yeah. So I think ultimately what bothers me is that even though this was crazy and you and I were just like watching just mouths agape and all that, this isn't the kind of gameplay that right. I like because there's not that much room to play. Um. I don't know. There's I think not, there was, and they didn't take the 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 opportunity. Yeah, if they I do this again, you, uh, not in this season, but in another season, yeah. then maybe those people will know how to play it. Yeah, I mean, I think you have a team meeting, like they did, and then I think you, you Malcolm and UGAT walk off and say, Sandra thinks we're doing this. Yeah, I don't think we should. I think we should team up with your guys and get rid of her. Yeah. That seems like a very obvious, very safe, very logical gameplay to do. Yeah. And they screwed it up and Malcolm went home. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he deserves to have gone home because of that mistake. No, not Or at that all. lack of taking a risk or opportunity, but I think it could have worked out very well. Isn't it interesting that there's that, there was a shot where everybody was scrambling except for Sierra and Malcolm who yeah. were seated, seated next to each other. And they're just kind of looking around like, this is crazy. And those were the two names that were written down. That's true. And I'm not saying that anybody should have been like, oh, that they, that they were unaware. They should have been more. No, because diligent I wonder if each of them were taking the role of meerkat, like scouting out and watch, trying to listen in on the other one. Yeah. So it was, I'm I'm bummed that Malcolm went, but at the same time, I feel like as far as this season itself, I feel like he didn't make enough of an impression for me to feel really sad. Um, it's only because I know what he's capable of based on past seasons that I'm bummed to see him not do that. Right. Like he didn't even get the chance to start yeah. playing. But they'll bring him back. If they're bringing people back four That's times, fine. Malcolm is somebody they'd But is he going to do well again? I just, I feel like some people get screwed the more they're on because the people know them and they know what they're capable of. I think Sari is screwed. I think, yeah, Sari, I don't think, it, for the same reason that I think Rob Sesternino will never go back on that show. Not yeah. merely because of what everyone knows about him within the game, but now outside of the yeah. game. Um there's just some strategies. Because he could have even fallen on, hey, I played 20 years ago. I don't right. really know this game is played anymore, but he's literally taking hours and hours to analyze every right. season. Everyone knows that he knows everything about And the he game. knows everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's just, 
you know, if you're lucky, you get to do the strat, do the strategy twice. It worked for Sandra twice and it kind of worked for Suri twice, but like third time comes along and Suri yeah. gets voted out early and what it remains to be seen what happens with Sandra, but she's not doing the same thing. She's mm -hmm. going a completely different way. And I think it's throwing people off. Mm -hmm. um, is there anybody else that you can think of that is playing right now that is playing the way they did before? Ozzy, I guess. Ozzy. He only knows one way to play. He lost three times. I'm not sure if... Uh, there are a lot of people that just haven't played at all yet. We can't really see Aubrey or Zeke or yeah. even Andrea um, play yet. Yeah. Or other people that I'm literally not even thinking of. So... Yeah. But the ones that are playing the same... Ozzy's either got to bring home the bacon or get voted out. Yeah. He's I, not going to turn into a Boston Rob who can yeah. mastermind a bunch of people, especially a bunch of returners. I wonder if he actually might last simply because he's not scheming. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. If he's just the guy who goes and... and wins challenges or gets food and everyone's like, okay, fine, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Uh, and they're busy doing other things. Um, he doesn't have much of a social game and he mm -hmm. doesn't have much of a strategic game. So he only has a physical game, which normally would be a big problem. He's clearly not uh, Colby who did so great his first couple of times and then poorly after that. Like he does all four times. Ozzy yeah. has done, uh, four times, right? Yeah. All four times Ozzy's done great. Um, but he's made, he's strategically, he's like a non-entity. So yeah. since that's what the game is now, I could see people seeing him as not a threat. Um, but yeah, I would like to see, I would like to see sort of the, the second string strategists like Aubrey and Zeke. Oh, I can't wait. I'd like to see them emerge. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, now now is the time when you get big players, maybe not necessarily going out, but you get big players going after each other, which is exciting. Um, but I don't know. The It feels like just in general, the game really becomes the game post-merge. I feel like I, up until this, it's, up until then, it's just an odd weeding out process. I like the middle third the best. Do you? I think there are three, three thirds or four fourths either either the beginning the top shelf of mm. the reunion show and that's now when you say top shelf i don't mean i mean the, the top, top shelf of liquor i mean right. right they sit way up there getting dusty yeah. while the people down below get to talk i should say top row not top shelf because that implies something else top row of the reunion right feel like the middle before the merge can be very interesting. I think immediately after the merge can be very boring. Uh, that is true, yes. And then, of course, the end is also interesting. Yeah, the moment when everyone knows a merge is coming, but it hasn't come yet. Yeah. And so they're scrambling, like, who do I not want to fight individually? Yeah. And that's when... That's when you get people targeting strong physical players, but... Over the last several years, even that's not that important. Um, and now, Tony was a strong physical player. Caleb was a strong physical player. Yeah. Malcolm was. Like, it's it's yeah. really, it's interesting to see what's developing. And all three of those guys are not finding good shields. Yeah, and it, well, I don't think Caleb even thinks in terms of shields. Or but that poor guy has only had nine days to play twice. He's just out of luck. Yeah, and I, I don't see them bringing him back. The no. first time he went out, there's like a nobility to right. it. This time it's, oh, that's unfortunate. But he didn't yeah. really make much of an impact. No. Um, I but, think getting uh, under Tony's wing was a bad idea. Very much so, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Caleb is very similar to Wu, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm. I don't think he's quite as naive as Wu, but he's a guy who is has something of a not, when i say weak i don't mean it in a negative way he's not a he doesn't have as bold a personality as somebody like tony so tony finds somebody like that somebody who's very agreeable pulls him yeah. in and 
you know, he could he could have done very well if this were his first time. But everybody knows what he does. Right. It's a, it, for the same reason we were talking before about the people that can't really play again. I don't think Russell could ever come back. I think people no. just do not trust him. Right. And the minute they see him starting to like befriend young women, they're like, all right, uh, we don't like this at all. He won't win, but he'll destroy all of us in the process. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I think maybe you're right. I think the right before the merge and then the last, mm-hmm. like the final the five or six, I think is when it's when it's at its best. Yeah. Um, they have, the producers have done a good job of making it post-merge immediately a little bit more interesting with a few twists. I can't remember exactly, but I haven't, I remember that I have not been as bored the last yeah. couple of seasons with that part of it. And I'm of course never bored, but just that it becomes a little more predictable. Sometimes it's boring. Like when, when the person that's going to go out is a person that isn't that interesting and we all know it. And it's just yeah. like, all right, let's just burn this one off and get to something more interesting. When I think that's what I'm excited about for the season is that you could say the same thing for these first couple of votes and they're doing a good job of making it not predictable and not yeah. boring. Yeah, that's true. Um, and on one level, I do enjoy the idea of it's sort of like Hunger Games in a way. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, oh, no, we're going to change it up every time. Yes. Um, specifically, like in, uh, was it Catching Fire is the second one? Yeah. Where there's just this, the landscape is just perpetually moving every hour. Um, it would be kind of neat if this season was like that with every mm-hmm. episode or every other episode. Um, and, I don't know. I'm really, I genuinely, I don't, I don't make a lot of predictions really in any season about who's going to do well. Cause I'm usually wrong. Uh, I think you and I totally nailed, uh, Jeremy and Tasha as making it to the end. Mm-hmm. And, but beyond that, I, my predictions aren't usually that great. So I'm going to hold off, especially this season. Oh, well, and especially this early, yeah. like we said, there's just a lot of good players that are not doing anything or not in a position to do anything yet. Yeah. And the ones that aren't doing anything are the ones that we're probably going to see right. five weeks from now. Yeah. Um, it's the ones, you know, the people, the reason that, that they targeted Sierra is because she was trying too hard. Yeah. Um, Which is why I don't understand why they're not targeting Sandra more. Yeah. She just looks like she's working really hard. Yeah. It's, it really is What if just, it worked, though? I mean, as much as I really dislike her as a player, yeah, she, she's a great person, but just on the show, she doesn't speak, to, her kind of play doesn't speak to me. How amazing would it be if someone won three times? At that point, you and I have to completely reassess. I don't have to reassess anything. <laughs> I don't like her. Oh, I don't like her, but, uh, you know... I never really respected the way that she played. It is a strategy, but I don't really like the way she plays it because she still antagonizes people. You know, I want to say in all fairness, I actually never finished her first season. Oh, right. That's so right. I don't have a lot to go on with that. And then the second time I f- firmly believe 100% the jury got it wrong. Yes, I think so. She was simply the, I was I was about to say she was the 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 least unlikable of the three that were up there, but I don't remember Parvati being seen as particularly unlikable. No, Russell. She people was didn't just like, the messenger. Parvati should have won. Yeah. Or if or if you're particularly aggressive in your thinking, maybe Russell should have won. Yeah. But certainly not her. She should have been the third one sitting there without any votes. I think what gets me is that it just clearly Sandra does have a strategy. It just doesn't seem like she has a strategy. I don't think she. That's true. Maybe that's where she's even fooling us this season. No, I I also just mean in general is that like she wound in Heroes Villains, she wound up at the end with two people that nobody liked. I don't think that was her plan. I think her plan was, I just need to get to the end. Right. And then we'll see what we can do. Right. Because she kept saying her plan was to get rid of Russell as yeah. she was sitting there next to Russell. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. She's just, some people, 
genuinely you think she's give amazing. Her more credit than that, though. She didn't just stumble ass backwards into final tribal twice and win. Well, we'll have to watch that. We'll have to finish that f- okay. her first season. We got it. We we got about six or seven episodes in, but we. But if her overall strategy is anyone but me, that's stumbling ass backwards into final tribal. If you stick with that the whole time. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, I think one of the reasons that Sari did so well, although she didn't make it to the end, if she had made it to the end on either of her first two seasons, she would win. I think she would have beaten Aris. I think she would have beaten. Do you think she would have beaten Aris? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, Because Sari is a better talker, and I think she has a better story, and she can point to things she actually did. Yeah. Aris is simply a likable guy. Right. She didn't make any enemies on that jury either. Right. Um, and she definitely would over, won. over poverty, over Amanda. I think she yeah. would have won, uh, handily. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, but she's somebody who it, it's not merely anybody but me. It's anybody but me, but I also don't want that person to win. Like, I don't want that. Like yeah. she was also what was called the goat slayer yeah. where she saw like, well, if everyone wants to take goats with them to the end, I need to make sure I'm the only goat standing. Yeah. And that is itself a strategy that I'd never thought of before I saw that. And I yeah. thought like, that's actually really astute. Um, and that's the thing is I, I don't see that level of, of thinking and planning ahead from Sandra, no. but then of course she won twice though. I will say that um, when you, so uh, Rob Sestranino and Josh Wiggler went through every single season mm-hmm. and breaking it down, devoting like 10 to 13 hours mm-hmm. per season. And then at the end of every season, Rob would go through and rank all the winners upon, you know, upon rewatching their season and, and sorry, rank the winners, but essentially rank their individual games, mm-hmm. you know? So he didn't say, well, Sandra won twice, so she's the best winner. Right. He said, Gameplay. Yeah, in Who did Pearl Island. And I don't think either one of her uh, games like cracked like the top 15 or anything like that. Yeah. She won twice, which is great, but neither one of those games were particularly good. Which is why she won twice. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, there's a, there's that line, there's that line in Jaws where Quint uh, has hooked the shark and he's trying to figure out what it's doing. And then suddenly he realizes that it's gone under the boat. And he's like, he says, uh, I don't know if he's very smart or very dumb. That's how I feel about Sandra sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if she's very smart or very dumb. People would say she's clearly very smart. You don't, you don't stupidly win twice, which I'd say is somewhat true. But uh, I don't know. I mean, she is a shark. She, there you go. Hey, look at that. That's very clever. Um, because of Jaws? Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's it, not that clever. I thought it was pretty clever. Sorry. He, you know what? Here's what's been happening the last couple weeks. The bar weeks. has been set low, my friend. I've been friends. reading all of these I... papers <laughs> by undergrads. And <laughs> my many husband the, underestimates me. <laughs> I underestimate most. If you, if you can say something even vaguely clever, that's a big win for me. Uh, the last few weeks, because while these, in case any of my students were, are listening, which I highly doubt, but uh, not to imply that these were dumb papers or anything like that, but they're papers written by an 18 and 19 year old. And so well, every they're once academic, in a while, they're straightforward. They aren't clever. Well, somebody wrote a paper about uh, George Lucas and the title of which was uh, The Force of George Lucas, you know, and it was all about how he was a driving force and technological advancements like okay absolutely but then there's the force you know like star wars and so i was so i I was ready to give her an a plus on the spot because (laughs) i'm like hey look who's doing something yeah with her paper yeah um it's been a it's been a tiring several weeks i guess this is the first time on this show that we've mentioned it because Mm -hmm. uh survivor hasn't been on right uh for the bulk of my my ta ship i'm i i just finished taing uh, a film history class at UCLA, and it was a tremendous fun. But uh, but now that that's over, Survivor has begun, and now the real fun starts. Absolutely. But uh, okay, so I think we will uh, leave it there. I will say uh, real quick that, um, and I've said this over more than one lesson, I've said a battleship pretension, so I figure I'll say it here as well. Um, I 
have a Kickstarter campaign going in which I am publishing a book. The book will be called Worth Watching, and it is a an anthology of my reviews and my essays. Not having anything to do with worth playing for. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Survivor. <laughs> you know what? I did write an article about Survivor many years ago, but it was very specific to that season, and I did consider incorporating it. But uh, I just mean the titles are very similar, but boy, do not lead you astray, listener. Yeah, no, it's called Worth Watching. Uh, as I would, even now, as I type it in, I'll say, I'll type Worth pl- Nope. And I have to backspace and say worth watching. So that's unfortunate, but that's the way it goes. Unsurpri- this surprises me is that that's the only book with that title. Yeah. It's 2017. People have been writing movie books for a long time. This is crazy. Anyway, um, now I will say that the, the my Kickstarter is, is, my goal has been reached uh, doubly, uh, not doubly, sorry. Your very modest and immediate goal was reached. Yes. However... Yes, the, uh, the initial goal help. was a thousand dollars. We've made about fifteen hundred, and we've got twenty five days left. Yes. So, if you would like to contribute, uh, go over to morethanonelesson.com and you'll see a button that says Kickstarter. Click on that, and uh, again, you're bearing the lead. What? <laughs> Just because that's one hundred percent funded does not mean you don't need more funds. There's more content. There's a larger size. There's more we can do with these funds to get your book off the ground, submitting it. That is true. I'm I'm very excited that uh, this is that not a one time deal. Yeah, the, I'm very excited that we have the money that we have. It allows me to order more copies and, as you say, add add in more articles that I was going to have to take out. And that's at fifteen hundred. If we got up to two thousand or twenty five hundred or or three thousand. That would be amazing. That's more copies I can buy. It's I can invest more in this in every possible way. There's always more you can do with it. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the example of the four volume Bible that we got. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. He asked for something like forty two thousand, and he got over a million. Yeah. It took a little bit longer, but it's amazing paper. It's amazing binding. Yeah. He was able to hire more and better editors. I'm also I'm almost afraid to. Oh yeah, we haven't it touched it. I don't want to ruin no, it. No, <laughs> it's the Bible we will never read. Yeah, um, which is odd because it's it's meant to be read. The whole like, point is that there is always a dollar amount that yeah. will just get it taken right. care of in its bare bones, basic necessity kind of way. Yeah, but we I picked always an initial, have more. I picked an do. initial amount because I don't trust anybody, uh, and I wasn't sure how much support that I would uh, get. But we're very grateful for the support we have gotten. Yeah. But please don't let that deter you from contributing if you feel you can. Absolutely, and there and there are a number of rewards, and you can right. find all about them. Find out all about them on uh, my Kickstarter page. So, anyway, thank Which you very is what much. Again? Uh, as of right now, people can find it through more than one lesson, but uh, in the next few days. I will post a link on Battleship Pretension uh, as well. So, so more than one lesson.com. Yeah. You can find the link there. Indeed. And if you follow me on Twitter, uh, at Tyler Pretension or at More Lessons, or if you like us on Facebook, then you have already been inundated with information about the <laughs> Kickstarter. Click on any of those. That'll get you where you need to go. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of, there are a lot of rewards that kick in as low as $5. Um, but it, Starting at 20, you actually get a copy of the book as well. So so that would be uh, most helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a lot to cover. Uh, I'm excited for this season. Um, I feel like these first few episodes have felt simultaneously lackluster and really exciting. Exciting to see the twists, exciting to see certain developments, but lackluster. And they're like, I haven't really, I'm not really mourning anybody that's gone. I'm sad for Malcolm, but, but at the same time, there's still so many people left. No, I'm upset about Malcolm a lot. You are? Okay. Oh yeah. He's one of my favorites. I will say this going into the season, we were both very concerned about, uh, the grouping of players and just the level of repeats. Yeah. Four, three, four times a lot of these players have played, but they're gelling well. And I'm excited about that. So I, I'm not bored at all. I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I'm ready for the, for everything to get ramped up. And I feel like starting oh next. How much more ramping do you want? Wow. Well, it, 
ramping in this instance does not necessarily mean simply level of energy. I think it's okay. level of gameplay. And I feel like so far we haven't gotten that really. And we've, we seldom do in the early episodes. Yeah. I think you've gotten as much as you can when they swap tribes after six days. Yeah. Which I, which I like and don't like. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, I'm still very encouraged. There's a lot of great players left. There yep. are people that are emerging as interesting players, if nothing else. It's going to so be fun. It's going to be tremendous fun, and we will be here. It took us a while to get going, but we're here now talking about Survivor. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. As for the rest of you, got nothing for you. Grab your stuff, head back to camp. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 